This is the WMSC interview of War Beast drummer Joey Blue Gonzalez by Nick Perkel. Starting things off, can you remember what the day was like that you joined Texas Metal Alliance? As far as the first day I joined, I, I really can't pinpoint that, but I can tell you that I was uh, the first time that, uh, that I went out with Bruce Corbett and he made me feel like a band member. I mean, that from that point on, I really felt like a band member. Uh, it was uh, I was about 17, and uh, we went to this uh, little bar called the Rockstar Sports Bar, and we were just there seeing some friends, and he was basically introducing me to everybody he knew, you know, and in the scene and stuff like that. And we were standing there watching this band, and then he, he looks over at me, and he goes, man, I'm going to get you signed. I mean, that that like he's, that's what he said. Uh, he, he said, you're in this band now. He goes, you're our drummer. We're getting signed. I'm going to get you signed and get us signed. And I mean, that was, that took me back. I mean, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't even know what to say, but, but yeah, man, that's exactly what, you know, being 17 years old, that's all I could ever hope for or dream for, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, it was definitely pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that, that night was probably the first time that I felt that, I was officially in the band, and this was officially what I'm I'm doing. I'm gonna do. When you joined Texas Metal Alliance, how did you think your life would change? Well, at that point in time, man, I was so young. I I just you know I was 17. I had no idea. I just thought that I was gonna play and play more shows and hopefully get better at playing the drums. I had absolutely no no clue that any of this would have come of it. Uh, like I said, man, just again back to it's just something I've always dreamed of you know what i mean like been in class and in school and just been like man you know it'd be really cool if i got to play on stage in front of thousands of people now here you go so yeah it's it's pretty surreal you just got back from your second european tour and the first for war beast how has your stage presence evolved overseas i'm pretty simple i usually make really really funny faces you know back there sweating playing drums so uh as far as uh, as a whole, as a, as, a, as a unit, you know, the entire band, I think we're more on point and more, you know, together. The whole attitude is about destroy, to kill. I mean, thrash, you know, thrash attack. So when we're up there, man, it's it's uh, we've never really like did try to do any of the choreography or like, hey, man, this part, let's swing the guitars and stuff. And I know Scott and uh, and Bob, they do, you know, some guitar uh, duo a lot of that type of stuff, but I, I don't. I think it's more of it's all just come naturally from the the power of rock and not nothing, nothing that we've really practiced. And man, when you have a good crowd that's absolutely screaming and going crazy, it's if you're having fun. I, I think it, it really it's a pretty broad spectrum of of a show. <laughs> it, it goes from either making crazy metal faces to screaming and knowing that no one's listening to you because the music is too loud. With the headlining shows in Germany, were you able to bring out a lot more new songs from the Destroy album into your set list besides, say, Nightmares in the Sky and War of the Worlds? Oh, absolutely. We played uh, probably six songs off the new record. Uh, we only had maybe two from the old record. Uh, I think it was Scorched, and we'd switch out another one here and there. But we played Nobody, War of the Worlds, and a few others. And the reception we got for all the new material was absolutely phenomenal. It, it was a lot of fun playing all the new stuff. You know, we've been 
playing this first record for about three years now, three and a half years. So it was definitely a lot of fun for us to try out all the new material. And on the U.S. run, it went pretty well. And in Europe, it definitely went over well. So that was exciting. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, the newer songs besides, say, uh, Nightmares in the Sky, War, and Nobody? Well, we have a few that we haven't played live that have some pretty cool topics uh, and pretty cool grooves in them. The Day Of, which is one of them, which is, uh, I, I guess, you know, conspiracy theory type song with, you know, uh, the the song is about is about telling the story uh, and and trying to, you know, keep it interesting. And we have another song, Blood Moon, that we haven't played. That's absolutely killer. And it's uh, pretty much about, you know, werewolves. It's It's been uh, <laughs> it, it. This whole record was a lot of fun. And Bruce definitely took it to a. Another place by uh, choosing the topics he did, and I think we chose a, a couple of the topics together and just had s- certain ideas, and he really made him come to life, and I think he, he painted a pretty vivid picture. The new material that you haven't heard that I didn't get a chance to let you listen to was uh, You're Gonna Trip, man. It's absolutely, absolutely killer, heavy, and a lot of fun. What are some memories of this tour from Europe that you just keep going back to? Well, not only playing damn near a I think every show was sold out on the down run, which so every night was absolutely memorable. I'll never forget the entire tour. But one night that really stood out to me was uh, I made my debut as a singer, actually, for Los Terrible Terribles, which is a band that consisted of uh, the Tex for down, Philip on drums, Jimmy Bauer on bass and uh, me on vocals. And then you had Chad on guitar, the bass tech. And then uh, we had a guitar player monitor homeboy from England. Oh, my goodness. His name escapes me. I'm terrible. Singing in front of... I, I don't sing. I've never sang before in my life. Let me let me start out by saying that. I've never, ever, ever sang in front of a crowd or done karaoke or nothing like that. And so Philip decides, hey, you should sing. You should get up there, man. I was like, why? We're less terrible to replays. It's a Spanish band, and you're the only Mexican. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm the only one that knows Spanish. I guess I am the singer, huh? And so I sang in Spanish in front of a, a crowd of maybe about 2,000 in Germany, and I'm pretty sure they did not understand me <laughs> one bit. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, but, man, I've never seen so many confused Germans in my life. So, like, how long were you singing on stage? Oh, uh, it was it was a short set. It was like it was like just a little fun thing for the crew to do. You know, it was the end of the tour, have some fun. So we actually did a 15 minute set before War Beast. So they dimmed the lights, and I guess some people thought War Beast was coming out, and we came out and started making noise, and they all started doing their thing, and people looked confused. And then I come out wearing uh, <laughs> a sombrero, a bandana, and a burlap sack poncho, and I'm screaming my head off about all kinds of Spanish stuff. Yeah, just screaming. Uh, yeah, so about, I think it was about a 10-minute set, 10, 15 minutes. I sang for about 10 minutes. It was an experience. Definitely a different type of pressure for me because I've never been in front. You think you'll revisit that project uh, sometime next year with Down? Uh, no, I think uh, if I do, it would be one of those things just for like fun. It, it was nothing serious. It was just something that the crew did, it, you know, dealing with the just being on tour and all the, the, the stresses that come with it the day in and day out, you know, the the grind of being on tour. So it, it was just a, a real fun thing for everybody to get together and just, you know, just jam and have some fun. In addition to the War Beast down tour, do you see yourself on the touring roster 
of someone like, say, Hank 3 or anybody else's touring lineup next year? Well, as of right now, with all the everything that's going on with the new releases with Warbeast and the releases with uh, with Philip coming out, I would hope that uh, I would be doing some tours with, with Philip, which I'm sure that once that album's released, we're going to do. Warbeast is going to be trying to get on as many good tours as we can. And as far as my good old Uncle Hank, uh, if if my schedule permits, man, and and he would have me back. I would always love to work with that guy. And he's been absolutely cool to me. And it's just one of those things that he he respects uh, that I am involved with Warbeast full time and, and Philip. So it's one of those things that, you you know, if I can and the schedule and every and all the everything falls in place. Absolutely. If not, then, you know, I'm always uh, available to help him out if he really needs me. But uh, as far as right now, I really don't know. I don't have any plans for it, but if if he needs me, I'll, I'll probably be there. You're filling in for the band Protest this month. Are you getting a reputation as the go-to guy in Dallas for metal bands when their drummer is sick or unavailable? No, probably not. Not for all the bands. I've uh, I've just been a really big fan of Protest. Uh, I played my first show with them when I was like maybe 15. Uh, you know, I started playing in bars when I was like 14. So about a year into it, I met those guys and, and they were just absolutely sick thrash then. And they're still pretty good thrash now. I mean, they're just a really, really good tight band and a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to listen to. And they needed a drummer to fill in and they felt that I would be a perfect fit. So I, I honestly, it was one of those things when they asked me, uh, and I, I heard that, you know, they were interested that I, I really, you know, I was just such a big fan that I kind of wanted to just really work with them. As far as helping out a bunch of other, my boys around here, around town, uh, I don't know, like it, it's more of a schedule thing. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of comfortable with just doing the War Beast and Philip. And if somebody needs me and I can, I, I'll see what I can do. But for the most part, man, Protest is just a really, really awesome band. And they're probably one of the few bands that I would I would do this for. Last year was a very busy well, actually, I guess this year was a very busy year for you, being on the lineups of both War Beast and Hank 3's roster and recording with Phil on Samo for a solo album. How have these experiences changed your outlook on being a professional recording artist and touring musician? Like I said before, man, it's all surreal. Like, it's just, I wake up every day and can't believe that I get to do what I love. And it's, you know, it's music all the time, music all day, every day. You know, when I'm not doing that, I, I work a job that uh, I install sound systems. So if I'm not playing music, I'm working with music. I just it, the appreciation for it and the love for it, man, is just uh, it's grown tenfold. I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else besides being on the road and playing and staying busy like this. This is all I want to do. That's just all I think about is just playing drums. It's just getting out there and playing shows like that's that's one of also a reason why I wanted to do the uh, this, the show for protest for those guys, because not only do I like them, but we had just gotten back from Europe and we were taking like a week break, you know, just a week off. We, I was home three days and couldn't stay away from a drum set. And he called me and said, you want to jam? I have a drum set set up. And I was like, I'll be there in a minute. So I think uh, drums is becoming more of an addiction than anything. It's pretty awesome, man. Life is is pretty good. And uh, I'm absolutely elated by all the people that are surrounding me and I have the best thrash teachers in the world, man. You know, I, I get to learn from Philip, Marzi, Bruce, uh, Scott Shelby, dude, it's just Hank, just the, with those five people alone and not including housecore and stuff, man, it's just, you know, just from the music aspect, those guys, what they're teaching me and what I absorb from them is 
absolutely amazing. I, I feel like every time I practice, I just, I, I grow that much more and I, I can't stop. I don't have any plans of stopping and I wouldn't ever want to. Like, it's just been going absolutely killer, man. Will there be a tour next year for Phil Anselmo in which you perform the songs from his upcoming solo album? Yes, I'm pretty sure there will be a tour. I'm just not actually absolutely sure on any dates yet uh, or CD release date. It is coming out and we will tour and it will be big. Do you know who be on the uh, touring lineup for uh, Phil Anselmo? No, man, that I, I have no no clue who would be on the on the lineup. I, I would hope that that uh, War Beast would try to play the opening slot. You know, have maybe Harp or something just to keep it in the housecore family because War Beast and Harp is definitely a, a dangerous, different kind of combo. I thought, but I mean, like just like for like the performances, like like the drummer, the singer, like I mean, the drummer, guitarist, bassist. Like, is that finalized, though? That Oh, as, as finalized with, with who we have in the band, uh, we're, we kind of, the guy who's on the record is Bennett Bartley. Right now, we're working with another dude named Steve. We're just jamming and going through the steps. And, uh, but for, for who the people that are actually solidified in, in the band, for sure, is, is obviously Philip, Marzi, and myself. We have a, a really good friend of ours, like I said, his name's Steve, and he's, He's doing a really good job right now trying to pick it up, and uh, we're just trying to make it all work. As far as our crew and stuff like that, I don't think we really have all those details finalized, but as far as the core of the band, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty solidified, and we're, uh, we're going to be dangerous once we're ready. On the War of the Gargantuous split, when were these uh, recordings um, finalized and used for the split? I believe we, we recorded them several months back if not quite a while back, quite a ways back, Alan Bove was still in the band and we had recorded all this with the intention that Harp was going to do two songs and Philip was going to do two songs and it was going to be a three-band, three-way split. You know, that was the in, an initial push for us to finish those songs and get them out and, and record them. And then uh, I think, uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but it just worked out to where we we saved those songs and just continued on what, what we were doing and Harp was doing their thing and the Philip thing really wasn't ready. It took some time, you know, to get them out and get them to the public because as soon as we recorded them, we were itching to get them out there and for people to hear, you know what I mean? It was new material after, what, two and a half, three years? You know, that, that was a big deal to us. Or I think it was probably about, yeah, two and a half, three years. By that point, we were absolutely ready for something to come out. Uh, but since it didn't, I think it's it, it's going to be better this way. For me, dude, it's like, like I said, I can't tell you how excited I am for all of this because, you know, I'm a part of all of it. You know, the on the split, hopefully they spell my name right on the whole thing. <laughs> so don't yeah. get confused that Jose Manuel Gonzalez and Joe Gonzalez are the same guy. It's awesome, man, uh, to be a part of the whole thing. Now, have you heard anything about the album release show for Walk Through Exits Only? No, as far as an album release show, no. I, I, I really don't have in, any info on that. We're still working on the finishing touches and details on the record, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's still uh, lots more to be done to it. But uh, as far as mixing and mastering stuff, I think all that's going uh, fairly well and according to schedule. Are there going to be any music videos shot next year for War Beast or uh, the Phil songs? <laughs> Uh, I would hope so, man. I, I think uh, we actually just got a, a couple emails talking about, you know, maybe of what we would want to do for a music video. So we're throwing around some ideas and uh, like the song I mentioned, Blood Moon, that might that's a pretty have fun type song with it. Maybe just uh, the whole werewolf scene type. We're just throwing out ideas and trying to figure out what would uh, what would be the most fun for us, because uh, I think 
Down's recent video, Witch Tripper. Have you seen it? The Witch Tripper video? It's ah, uh, not yet, dude. It's it's hilarious. It's so awesome. And for a big band like Down, I mean, they've been around for for years. They're giants in the metal industry. You know what I mean? They're huge. They're they're awesome. When a band like that can make a music video that sort of it, it's a lot of fun. You could tell the guys in the video are having fun. Uh, I think that sort of sets a, a pretty good you know standard. For us, because, you know what I mean, as, as thrash as we are, it's we still have fun. You know what I mean? It's not the most serious stuff in the world. We, we're here to have fun. So we kind of want to pick a song that has, you know, that we can have the most fun with in the video and make, you know, people laugh but still get the, the essence of the song through and the story. Can you describe the uh, differences and thought processes that you undergo in creating songs for War Beast as opposed to Phil Anselmo's uh, solo album, Walk Through Exits Only? Uh, well, with, with the Warbeast record, this last record, it was more of a, we had bits and pieces of ideas and me and Scott would get together and we got together, I think for about three and a half, four months every day. We got together every day for about five, six hours after our day jobs. And we would just start grinding on a riff and just, you know, seeing where it would go from there. And he also had another method of, uh, he has a really good friend, Marty, uh, that, uh, is a he, he knows how to program drums uh while we were programming well i would i wasn't programming while they were programming i was actually down recording with philip so shelby's sitting there writing riffs and having somebody you know mess around with some drum ideas and you know help him at, just click out some riffs right nothing set in stone stuff like that meanwhile i'm down there with philip and philip has already had uh, a few people help him with his drum riffs as well so when i came into the philip thing it was more of I listened to music that was all that was sort that was sort of had some kind of foundation, some sort of framework, and I listened to that, heard what other people tried to play to it, and then I put my take on it. And then once Philip saw that you know I, I was a faster drummer, I could do a little bit more. Then he would then that's when he started pushing me to okay play this a little bit tighter, this a little bit faster, do this and do that, you know. And there's there's a few bits and pieces on the record where I slipped in my uh, you know a lot of my my style, like I, I definitely hear myself in it. So that was really different coming into a situation where I just had to put in my two cents, but sort of learn it that way. Like I, I learned the framework of the guitar and then put my drums to it, you know. It was, so that was kind of different, uh, you know, having to emulate somebody else, but not. And then for Warbeast, it was just me completely going in any direction I wanted, which was mainly thrash. Uh, but that was kind of, and with Hank, that was kind of the same way with, it was the same situation like with Philip. It was Hank recorded the whole record himself. He recorded all the drums and I had to listen to the basis of the song, the foundation, get the framework and everything going. And then from there, I could start adding bits and pieces of my style, my, my taste, my little, you know, Latino spice or whatever you want to call it. How do you reconcile with yourself music that you recorded but never performed live? Well, honestly, the, uh, everything that we've recorded, we can perform live. And I, I think the only reason we haven't performed some of these newer songs live is because uh, our, our bass player just doesn't have them down absolutely tight. He, w he was in the band for only a short time when we went to record, so he was really under the gun in, in the studio, Dre, Dre Karst, and he did a fantastic job for, for being in the band such a short time and then having to perform as well as he did. He, he did a great job, but it, it was just very... It's just kind of weird, you know, having somebody who didn't, who hadn't been in the band that long, he had to come and, and perform well. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't just say, oh, that was all right. We're going to put it on the record. Like, he really did a, a good job. That's, that's really what we all tried to do. Would you say that every song 
that you appear on next year will end up. Would you say that every song that you appear on next year will end up being performed live? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would hope so. Like I said, uh, it, it's it is there's a well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dynamic in this record, just like in the first record, but I think more so in this one. You know, we've grown as a band, so I would hope that we get to play everything that that we've uh, that we've recorded. Uh, I mean, everything has its own story to tell and has its own you know, unique flavor. So it would be nice, you know, to play absolutely everything. And I mean, there's not a song that we've written that we can't play. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time for uh, Dre to finish up getting tight, you know, getting back at it. What I was trying to say a second ago and then completely forgot was that Drake Harst was only in the band for so long. He came down, recorded the record, and then we came back home and then immediately went on tour. So we had to put together a set list, and we put together a set list of 10 or 11 songs, which consisted of six new uh, It, BLP, and three old ones. So he he's familiar with the first record, but as far as the second one, we really told him to focus on these certain songs. So it's just one of those things we need to go back and you know retouch everything and, and touch up on it and just you know practice them a little bit. Because we did just straight focus on, you know, half the record to practice. Would you say you look towards anybody in the music industry as an advisor or mentor? I'm almost everybody I meet, man. It's like, you know, I'm so young and new to this. Everybody I meet, I try to, you know, pay attention and listen to what they have to say to me because it's it's all it's all part of the learning process. And I, I just want to be the absolute best musician I can be. And I don't know, I, I guess a good, a good person while, while doing it. You know what I mean? I don't like, uh, uh, I definitely try to be respectful to everybody that talks to me because I know when, when everybody gives me criticism or anything like that, you know, it's out of love and they want what's best out of me. Yeah. I mean, it just, a lot of the people I work with, I definitely look up to them and, a lot of the people that they introduce me, like in the music industry, like Philip or Hank, when they have a good friend that comes over and like, dude, you need to know this guy, or you need to meet him, he needs to meet you, this stuff like that. I, you know, that that's it's it's a learning experience. Every every day I learn a new a new lesson. Pretty much finishing things up. How have the prerequisites on things you need to take care of before your concerts changed from the Destruction and War Beast tour last year going out to next year's West Coast tour with Down? Oh, um, well, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I've, I've completely had to upgrade all, all my gear, gear, uh, just bits and pieces here and there, man. I've finally got cases. I finally feel like a real drummer, uh, <laughs> got cases a few months back before the, the down tour, got some new cymbals, uh, just, uh, we're, we're a pretty simple band on, on the road. We really don't need much We're uh, my guys are pretty good about their monitors, uh, and what they need. We're really good about being self-sufficient, and as far as like uh, the the tour in Europe, I was completely wrong about a uh, a lot of the stuff. I I actually took my own cymbals, I took my own pedals, I took sticks, and I even took a giant bottle of hot sauce that exploded in my luggage. So I started <laughs> off my tour with everything covered in red. That's how I got to start the Europe tour. It was awesome. And what kind of hot sauce was that? <laughs> it was Tapatio for. Uh, Downs tour manager, uh, Mr. Mark, he was awesome. Uh, they were all awesome, man. It was it was totally worth it. It was a lot of it was it was really funny. What are you gonna do? You're you yeah. get to Europe on tour and you're gonna bitch about uh, your your clothes. 
Yeah, man. Nothing's really. My guys really aren't too bad about uh about any of the necessities. Well, you know, just keeping your gear straight in order. All my guys are usually pretty good about that. As far as Europe goes, yeah, we were wrong about a lot of things. We we did have to take a lot more equipment than we expected. But Martin, our tour manager over there, and the guy that was taking care of us, he was absolutely fantastic. I mean, Down always takes care of us, and they took care of us over there. I mean, and a lot of people we met were absolutely awesome, and it was it was cool to play in venues where. You know, if you sounded like shit, it's your fault. We played a lot of a lot of these venues that we're playing now. They're really top notch venues and have a lot of great people working in them. So it it really makes it it makes it easy for us, I think. So our job is just to get up there and do the best we can. Thanks a lot. This has been the WMSC interview of Warbeast drummer Joey Blue Gonzalez by Nick Perkel.